Blurred Up, Blurred Up, welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We are on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And we are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. You can find us on Blurt.com, wonderful site, our partners, full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Marquita. Hey, y'all. What's going on? How's it going? Yeah, we're uh, we're fighting the coronavirus and air pollution today. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> to bring you this content. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Sonic. We're also going to talk about Samsung's new reveal of the Galaxy phones. We'll talk about more excellence in Korea with Parasite winning the Oscars and more. I actually told one of my students that I was going to go see the Sonic movie on Wednesday, and he was like, Mr. B, if you go to the theater, you could catch the virus. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, don't worry, kid, I'm, I'm strong. But he was, he wouldn't let it go. Yeah, actually, a lot of my students, they, because I, I teach adults, so a lot of my students have said that they've canceled their travels and like their like travels everywhere like thailand and japan and like even travels you know that aren't in asia they've they've canceled it and i you know i would ask them why like oh the virus i can't go out i can't do anything because of the virus and i'm just like just wash your hands yeah at a tinder date canceling me now for like a month because of this virus now that's just I, I don't know about that. That sounds like an excuse. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty much I'm not I'm pretty over it. But yeah, yeah, back to my kid though. He was he was like he was almost teary eyed. He was like, Mr. B, I I know you're strong, but this this virus can get inside your body and, and hurt you and Aww. So yeah, I was like, dude, hey and so you know, at first I was just kinda joking around with him, but I was like, Hey man, check it out. There are only what, thirty cases now confirmed in Korea? Thirty? No, I'm sorry. Maybe it's 20 now. It's right. it's like 20 or 30 now. And I was like, there are 10 million people in this city. The chances are very small. And I gave him a hug. I was like, hey, man, thanks for caring about me. People out there, never dismiss the kids. That's true. And always thank them for their humanity. Yeah. So that's my that's my first jewel dropping of the of the show. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Aww. Before we move on i want to go back to last week and get us caught up on some birds of prey box office i got some news from business insider and so birds of prey was number one but it only made 33 million dollars yikes the projection was about 45 to 50 million so that was a disappointment and it's the lowest opening for a dceu film to date mm-hmm beating Shazam's 50 million. Mm. And the crazy thing was it had no competition this week or last week, and it released in 4,200 screens. That's more than Black Panther had Mm -hmm. when it released. And I was watching Screen Junkies, and Dan said, because Suicide Squad was so popular with people under 18, they cut potential box office money in half by giving it an R rating. They probably should have tried to write it for a younger audience to get more money as opposed to cutting them out 
And something that I forgot to mention on the previous show, and I think we both forgot, mm-hmm. uh, Harley is a, a Bernie supporter. Mm. You remember that? Mm. So one, it's a, a small spoiler, but one of the reasons that Black Mask is angry at her is because she voted for Bernie in 2016. Mm. So that was fun. And how well-timed is that? Because Bernie won the popular vote in Iowa and New Hampshire. Hmm. No candidate in the modern era has won both these states and failed to become the nominee. So it's kind of exciting times for me. For those who don't know, I am, I'm team Bernie. <laughs> I feel like if if you're if you're on his Facebook page, you know. Yeah, you would know. You definitely know. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing how Nevada and uh, South Carolina play out because they have more diverse populations than Iowa and New Hampshire. Being a black show, we got to talk about the black vote and black support. I I was watching CNN this morning. I can only watch like bits and pieces between classes, and according. To the story on CNN this morning, Biden is counting on the black vote in one of the southern states. South Carolina. Well, all of them, but the first one, South Carolina. I'm just like, "Mm, are you sure you want to count on that? Because it seems like a lot of faith has been lost. Well, from what I understand from analyses is that a lot of people like Bernie and Warren but they were unsure that they could win. Mm. But now that Bernie is winning, there's actually a poll that came out after New Hampshire, and he actually has more support among non-white voters than Biden does now, in, in one poll at least. Mm-hmm. So that that firewall that Biden is counting on, I think is starting to, to crack a little bit. So we'll see what happens. I, I think Bernie's been broadening his support steadily, so we'll see what happens. To be honest, I was I was kind of rooting for the Yang gang. Let's get to that. Actually, so yeah, Andrew Yang is the last person of color of relevance because there was Deval Patrick, who was this ex-Bank Capital worker, and he dropped out actually around the same time as Yang. I think the same mm-hmm. same time. But yeah, um, why were you on Yang Gang? <sighs> well, I try to stay informed, but I'm definitely this comes with a disclaimer. I'm definitely not like as informed as our host here. Um, but, uh, some of Andrew Yang's policies, especially as we all know, the policy of universal income seemed quite interesting. And at first when I heard it, I was like, nah, that's not possible. You can't do that. And then once he started making plans and coming out with it and his whole story, you know, it, it, you know, it kind of touched a lot of people, especially Mm -hmm. people in the Asian American community, you know, they're like, wow, there's someone, you know, representing us who's you know fighting for the american dream or fighting for a version of the american dream and you know i may not i may not know everything about politics and everything about what he stood for and everything but i definitely feel as though he uh he had some pretty interesting ideas yeah, I think I think you guys a good idea, interesting idea. Um, Martin Luther King was for it. I guess my my thing with Andrew Yang is at the heart of it, Martin Luther King was also a democratic socialist, and Yang is very much a capitalist. Some would argue like a little libertarian skewing. Yang had good ideas beyond the the UBI. 
But it seemed they seemed a bit too corporate friendly for my taste. Mm. Kind of a let me give these people money for them to choose what they want to do, right. and that sounds attractive. Yeah. But it is kind of a more libertarian sounding vibe yeah. than what I personally politically align with, which would be socialism. Mm -hmm. There was a good uh, Citations Needed podcast where they talked about the, the illusion of choice, which is largely a Republican libertarian talking point. Let the voters decide. Let the people decide as opposed to actual safeguards right. or better safeguards. Um, Dave Chappelle you know, was a surrogate for Yang, and he did a little speech in his makeup room, I think, and was saying to the effect of, you know, black people would rather you put cash in their hand instead of programs like Medicare for All or truly eliminating student debt, et cetera. And judging by his last stand-up and his praise of Obama, he's more of a moderate than progressive. Mm. But yeah, I mean, as a person, I like Yang. He seems very nice. I'm curious to see what ideas he brings in the future mm. and or who he could advise or work with. But he just he just didn't do enough for me for me to support him over someone like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and that's completely understandable. Yeah. As well. My second kind of thing with him is he he was for Medicare for all. Mm. Like Elizabeth Warren. But he started backing away from it and once his actual plan came out, like Warren, they, they weren't really received that well. And that's kinda of when I, and I stopped kind of falling off for both of them. Yeah. You know, there was the Medicare for All who won it with Pete and Biden, and then Warren pretty much took Medicare for All off the table, mm -hmm. and it's just pushing the public option. And apparently, Andrew Yang didn't even have the public option in his own plan. So, Really? Yeah. There's a there's a good Young Turks, I'll see in the video, TYT video, where they have footage of him on, you know, some mainstream news show, and he's like, hey, man, I read your plan, but your ads talk about Medicare for All, but it's not actually in your plan he's like oh well you know yeah that's we, we got to get uni universal health care but it's not feasible to do this in this way and blah, blah 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 and he was kind of yeah beating around the bush about it not really addressing right the disparity from you know the difference from his ad and the actual plan and mm. he said even the public option isn't even in your bill he's like oh well you know yang's young hopefully he can evolve but you know ultimately yeah yeah anyway It'll be a very interesting year. Yeah. Let's move on to some Asian excellence. Go to Samsung. Woo. So did you watch the Galaxy Impact, the S20 reveal? No, but a lot of my students are talking about it. Yeah. So for those who don't know at home, I have a Galaxy S4, super old phone. <laughs> An and S4? Yes. It still works. Wow. It's great. It works no problem. You have a... Note 10. Note 10. Yeah. Nice. Let me check out this phone right now. The Galaxy S20. Let me tell you about it. S20, S20 Plus, and the Ultra. All the specs have been bumped up with a 120 hertz screen for smoother scrolling. There is improved battery, cameras, of course, and more. But the Ultra has a 108 megapixel main camera with 10 times zoom and apparently it's great for low light shots Ooh. so i'm considering copying one of these phones maybe we can start doing some video with our show it'll yeah. be a little easier to do what i'm worried about is that this is just the beginning of this style of phone in a couple of years the base phones will have 
108 megapixels with better computation and the better battery and the, the 45 watt fast charging. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually considering buying a, a used 10 like yours. Oh, or, I have a or, Note 8. Oh, you said 10. No, did I say 10? You said 10. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean 10. Sorry, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm thinking of buying a, a used 10 or an iPhone 11 Pro and then maybe waiting for the other, for it, for this new system to get a little more refined. You know what I'm saying? An iPhone? For the camera. Oh, I don't know. cross the dark side. I'm thinking about it. Well, you know, I have a MacBook, but I've always used Android phones. So, oh. you know. You're already halfway there. <laughs> On to more. Uh, well, do you plan to upgrade? To be honest, I can't even remember because uh, for people who don't know, like in Korea, cell phone contracts are um, they run for about two years, mm-hmm. depending on the company. But I think most of them run for two years. And I can't remember if I got this phone two years ago. Maybe I did. You bought it new? Yeah. Okay. It's it's hard for me to remember because it, it's just, it's a blur. This is my second Korean phone here in Korea. Mm-hmm. So uh, I might upgrade, but for right now, it's okay. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I bought this S4 used five years ago oh my for God. $130. Are you serious? Yup. So I'm considering getting a 10 just for like, you know, $300 once this 20 drops. And then I'll just mm-hmm. keep that for a couple of years until it gets more refined. I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I might just make the leap. I don't know. It, it seems pre- they, they seem pretty. If the price is right. It's like $1,000. Besides, you know, you know, the, the plans will be affordable, but it's still. Yeah. It's a lot of cash. It is. It is. But, you know. If I buy that, I'll have it for many years, I think. Mm. Before we go on, folks out there, let me know, should I jump to the S20 or should I just get the S10? Moving on to Korean excellence. What's up? What's up? What's funny? No, it's just funny. Like, <laughs> uh, Of course, they're going to tell you to, you know, get the, the S20, obviously. They want to see it, probably. That's yeah. true. You can be the guinea pig and then tell us all about it. That's true. Moving on with Korean excellence, let's talk Parasite, which won Best Performance by an Ensemble Cast, Best Screenplay, Best International Feature Film, Best Director, and Best Picture. The best of everything. They mopped up. Chuego. <laughs> and you said you haven't watched this. I have not, but I'm planning to with my boyfriend with this my weekend. Boyfriend. Sorry, I gotta mention him. No, I, can, I don't. It's fine. To. <laughs> Not everyone's in love, you know. For Valentine's Day. Thanks for reminding me. Sorry. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I actually watched this movie uh, this week for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. It's definitely worth the buzz for really? sure. Yeah. Like as I won't. There's no spoiler, but as the dominoes were being set up, I was hooked, and then. Once it, once they started falling, it was tense. It was very tense from oh. beginning to end. However, before watching it, I read headlines about how it was such a great criticism of capitalism. Right. But I was honestly disappointed in the end result in that regard. Have you seen Sorry to Bother You with uh, Lakeith Stanfield? No. It's, it may still be on Netflix. 
you should watch that as well. With mm-hmm. or without your boyfriend, doesn't matter, but it's it's very good. <laughs> but I thought I found that to be more thought provoking in regards to critique on capitalism. So if you do watch this fresh, it's best to leave any expectations out and just watch it. Okay. Because I planned to, but then I was too tired to do it before. I'm so sorry. I meant to. But well, Parasite, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I have to I have to watch that. But I did watch some of his other films. Uh, ja, okay. Which yeah. quite good. Which was quite good. Shout out to Jack Zilla, who was on our decades, our mm. decade show. He was actually in the movie. Yeah, he told me that when I met him. I yeah. was like, no, bro, for real. And then I, I rewatched it. And then I was like, oh, shit. That's yeah. Bad. Yeah. I saw a mother. The one with uh what what's her name from uh uh Hunger Games? Hunger huh? Games. The mu- wait. Oh no, okay. Mother is like I think what's the name? Aaron that's like a a white guy directing that movie. Oh, but there's, but there's, it's a different kind. But of another kind. movie came out in 2009, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was it was actually the first screen from I ever watched. Oh. And I honestly forget the plot because it was literally 10 years ago, but it was pretty cool. Uh, this guy really has a thing for these these interesting off-kilter scripts and, and screenplays, so I, I recommend it. It was it was cool. Uh, I haven't watched it since, but when I watched it, I definitely enjoyed it, for sure. Yeah. And also, another film that my students have talked about, and my coworkers as well, uh, is uh, Memories of Murder. Mm-hmm. And apparently he also directed that. I haven't seen it as well, but everyone raves about it. It's about the the serial killings in Suwon in like the eighties and the nineties okay. and whatnot. So everyone was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. This man's getting getting his due. Yeah, apparently he had a, a a cast party until five in the morning. That when I heard that, the first thing I could think of is that sounds so, so Korean. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's what they do. That's a that's a Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yo, round two, round three, round right. ten. Right. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he deserves it, like for real. Yeah. So anyone at home listening, if you haven't seen Parasite, highly recommend it. I know a lot of anime fans are out there, so you know how to read subtitles. It'll, it'll be a lot easier to read subtitles about a drama in some houses as opposed to having energy blast and crazy fights going around so it'll be easier to digest for sure but i think for for me the the one thing that i don't understand in all this is Mm -hmm. the whole like the whole issue with subtitles like uh, according to some of my students i don't know where this thinking came from maybe Mm -hmm. you can tell me if it's true or not but like a lot of my students have expressed saying that oh americans don't like to read subtitles and americans you know don't understand the the concepts of the film so you you want to ask like a korean friend to tell you about it and i haven't seen it but i've obviously read some things about it nothing spoiler ish Mm -hmm. but i know that it's about capitalism and i know that it's a view on korean society not really Uh i mean it's in there but like i said but it's class, uh, classism, a view on classism, is it? It definitely is a view on classism, for, for sure, without a doubt. And it seemed like a lot of my students were a little bit condescending about it. So I was just wondering, like, is 
because I I've been abroad for mm -hmm. many years, sure. and even before I was abroad, I watched anime. Mm -hmm. So for me, subtitles are just subtitles. Like now, I watch everything with subtitles, mm -hmm. even English yeah. movies and shows. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But is it really that big a deal to us? Because I tell my students, well, no, we do watch things with subtitles. But I think with our generation, it's not a big deal. Mm. Or it's less of a deal. But I think with older generations, they feel like either they don't have time for it, they, they can't do it. Or you know, a lot of people think that just culturally that they can't connect with these things. So why even bother? I think with this movie... I mean, again, I've lived in Korea for 11 and a half years. Mm. So there are things that I definitely understand. Actually, I teach at a pretty rich school. So some, from what I understand, one of my students is actually richer than the family in that movie. What? Yeah. I don't want to, I can't say who it is or the relation, but yeah. Do they need like a private English tutor or? I haven't even met the father. He's so, he's so powerful. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we'll ever. Will ever meet him. There's one kid in my school whose dad is so powerful, he's not even listed on the registry. What? But I won't go there. Is Let's he move. like a phantom or something? Like <laughs> I don't wanna get killed, so I'm just gonna just uh -oh. be quiet. Assassins. You know what I'm saying? On the roof. Let's uh escape this topic quickly and move to Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Sonic, folks, what you all came for. We took a bullet for you guys to to watch a movie that had a lot of hype and no hype at all. I don't know about you, because you're a little younger than I am, but for nerds, I think we can mark times in our life by the consoles we buy, or the consoles we get. I mark moving into my second house as a kid with getting an, a Sega Genesis and Sonic 2. Mm. I played the hell out of that game. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch the old 90s Sonic uh, cartoons? Uh, a few episodes, yeah. There were two. There was a really boring one with Jaleel White, mm. who was uh, Steve Urkel right. from Family Matters. And then there was this crazy dark animation. I think it was called Sonic Underground, where he was like a freedom fighter in a mm -hmm. punk band. Do you remember that show at all? Not that one. But it sounds very intriguing. No, it was it was weird. I mean, I'm. It came out when I was probably fourth or fifth grade in mm -hmm. elementary school, but it had a, had a cool little rocking theme song. I'll, but it was mm. check it out on on YouTube. <laughs> you said you've never played a Sonic game before. I haven't, but I've I've uh, read a couple of the comics and I've seen some of the show, so I know the characters. Okay. I know some of the characters. And obviously, like, I know from, like, you know, cultural context. Pop culture, yeah. sure. Yeah. I would really recommend, if you can buy the Sonic or Sega collection, Sonic 1 and 2 and 3 are really great. So going on the list when I go back home in May. Going yeah. On the list. Download it. <laughs> okay. So let's go on to this movie. And as a start, I don't know about you, but something that warmed my heart was the Sega logo opening. Yeah. It started out with a short video of Sonic running around, and then the camera pulled out and showed different franchises alongside of it, like a, like a mosaic. You saw Virtual Fighter and Samba de Amigo, Shinmu, and of course, 
Jet Set Radio. Ooh. You know, it kind of reminded me of how they did, how they do Marvel's logo. Just to show, like, what this brand's all about. Right. And it ended with that orchestrated version of Sega. <laughs> it was like they were rubbing my shoulders, you know, just getting me all relaxed for what was coming next. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I think you've pretty much taken the words out of my mouth, yeah. <laughs> it it made me uh, feel nostalgic, especially for Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Like, I still have Jet Set Radio Future with me here in Korea. Oh, word? I love it. I love that game. That yeah. soundtrack, oh, so oh great. Oh, my God, it's so good. Understand, understand. <laughs> so let's run down the basic plot. And here's, for me, where we hit the first snag. We're introduced to Sonic's planet. Did you even catch his planet name? Nope. Me neither. You know, and the main character, Sonic, is a little kid, and he tells us that he was born with special abilities different from other animals. We're introduced to his guardian, an owl, who wants Sonic to keep his power hidden. Now, there's no mention of why this owl is his guardian. Yeah. Or why hiding his power was important. Mm-hmm. Well, some invaders come. And I don't want to spoil what they look like, but fans will recognize the design for sure. But anyway, there's no time to mostly connect to any of that because Sonic is thrown halfway across the universe and about five minutes after that opening opening logo comes out. And honestly, instead of all that hand-waving, that could have been a movie in itself yeah. on that planet. The plot zipped us around faster than Sonic runs. I Well, number one, I feel like you've been sitting on that for like 24 hours the plot what, what what did you just say the the plot the plot zipped us around faster than sonic runs really <laughs> um i i definitely i feel like the the opening was quite it went by very quickly but then again you have to remember who this movie is catering to it's catering to it it is catering to fans yes but it it is also trying to cater to younger kids as well. Well, maybe. I no, you don't think so. I think it's definitely a kids movie. Yeah. But with a certain actor who is in this movie, I think they're trying to bring in people of our age. Yeah. As well, our generation as well. I think it's trying to get as many people as it can. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about whether it succeeds in that or not later on. So anyway, fast forward some years because, again, the movie doesn't really say how many years pass. Or did it? I'm pretty sure it didn't say anything. It did. After after he was thrown into the, you know, the dimension with her. How many years passed? Ten. Okay. Okay. Thank you. See, I was paying attention (gasps) in the movie. All right. All right. That's that's why you're here. That's why you're here. To, to, to help me out. <laughs> anyway, we're introduced to Officer Tom, a.k.a. Cyclops, a.k.a. James Marston. He was pretty hot. No, you, I mean, <laughs> I have nothing to say in that, on that, in that regard, but, you know, he's, he's just a small town cop, just bored out his mind, thinking, they killed me off screen in X-Men for this? <laughs> Lois Lane played me for this? I mean. Do you remember, you remember Superman Returns? Oh, yeah. When, like, she was like, oh, this is your son, but it was really not his son. Right. And she played him. Yeah. It's like, damn, this dude can't catch a break. He was, like, nerd royalty. And, man, 
Anyway. He tried. Yeah, he tried, man. Gene, <laughs> don't do this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's been living in Green Hills. Of course, that's a nod to the video game mm-hmm. all his life. Mm-hmm. But he wants to move on to bigger and better things with his black veterinarian wife, played by Tika Sumter. Mm-hmm. She's been in Gossip Girl and Mixed-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, Sonic is doing his best, but like many of us, he's alone. And in his angst, instead of punching drywall, he starts running around and sets off a huge EMP within himself that takes out electronics across the Pacific seaboard, even satellites. This causes the government to call in one man to solve the problem. Here we go. Dr. Robotnik. Oh, God. So this cop, on the way to fulfilling his dreams, gets tangled up with the blue blur, and their lives are forever changed. The blue devil. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of which, so, man, this movie has Easter eggs for the video game. Yeah. And it it embraces the, the meme. Yeah. A few times. I think for a lot of the movie, I was like, oh, snap, they're they're using that, you know, that kind of thing. Or especially, I'm not going to spoil it, but especially towards the end, there was a lot. Of like, Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. First off, um, before we, you know, I, I, first off, I know I already kind of mentioned a criticism, but I want to go back and talk about something good. For the fans, good on y'all for pushing for the design change because... He looks fine. Yeah. It looks it looks great. But to me, that's kind of where it stops. He, I don't think he looks amazing, but he doesn't look bad. He, he's fine. Compared to what he was going to look like, it's, it's much better. For sure. Sonic isn't a complex design, which is why I don't get why it was so hard to mess that up anyway. Yeah. But I also want to talk about how he moves. Sonic owes a lot of thanks to Fox's Quicksilver. Mm. Remember in Days of Future Past when they first meet him and he's he's playing ping pong with himself? Yeah. That's in this movie. Yep. Um, there are two big slow motion scenes with licensed music. Everyone's frozen and he's running around, having fun, moving things around, just like Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise, they don't, don't get sued for that. Uh, the voice acting done by Ben Schwartz, mm-hmm. who was, going back to BoJack, Rutabaga. Remember that, that rabbit that was ah, messing with uh, Princess Carolyn? I knew. Okay. There we go. I was like, I've heard his voice in other things. And apparently he was he was Dewey in the new DuckTales TV sh- uh, animation, and he right. was Leo in the most recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, he was good. He was fine. Didn't wow me, but, you know, didn't detract. Yeah. His chemistry with James Marston is almost the crux of the movie. And it was serviceable. Typical, as you said, kind of kids animation level. Mm-hmm. Not up there with the pantheon of uh, Bob Hoskins and Roger Rabbit, but it was fine. Sonic is looking for friends and he tries to find one in Cyclops. And, it, you know, it leads to some to some cute moments sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was cute as, as someone else says in in the movie it's it's quite cute it's very adorable it's one of those uh typical like you know is it a spoiler to say like it's one of those typical like 
oh, I don't want to be your friend. And then, oh. I mean, we know they're going to be friends. Yeah. It isn't like Sonic's going to die. I mean, it's, it's, it's a kid's animation. Yeah, that's true. They're probably, trying to, they're probably trying to start a franchise. So, yeah, it's fine. Not a spoiler. Mm. You know, Sonic. You know, Sonic is a 90s icon. If you're going to add some comedy, perhaps bring in butts in the seats from our generation. Who better than to cast 90s comedy icon Jim Carrey? We got to talk about this man. Yeah, for real. You you, you started. <laughs> he was literally the best part of this movie. Easily easily he he made this movie like i'm I'm not for me in general this movie wasn't terrible it wasn't great it wasn't terrible but i think jim carrey like no matter what movie he's in he shows out and he showed out in this movie <laughs> he really did uh, i'm still laughing just thinking about him <laughs> some of the like some of his dialogue was perfect you can tell he worked for this role. Or he's just Jim Carrey. I mean, yeah. they they were they probably just like, hey, man, be in this movie. We got nothing. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> and he meditated on a green hill and brought in all these 90s characters into this libertarian haircut having Dudley Do-Right mustache having asshole. He was such an asshole. And he did it perfectly. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> Like if if you if you watch this movie for and if you need one reason to watch this movie, There's watch really only it, one for reason for it for Jim Carrey. Just just do that. You know, sometimes there's good juxtaposition between the film we review and the previous one that we did. And mm-hmm. I have to compare him to Ewan McGregor's Black Mask. Oh, don't compare. We have to. Uh, C- Carrey's interpretation is superior in two ways. And for for me, one. The game version of Robotnik doesn't really have a personality or mythos that we have latched onto for decades, right. like Black Mask is for, for DC fans. And two, both characters are flamboyant, but Carrie leans so hard into it, he almost derails the damn train. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what movie he thought he was in, <laughs> but I'm glad he's there. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's, he's, he plays a genius that is constantly pissed off that people aren't nearly as smart as him. And it made him extra all the time. <laughs> you, like, I, I, I just, I don't even know what else to really think about. Like, it, if, he, if he were real, could you imagine? If he were real, dude... There, there, there would be no war. Like, no, he's he's enough. <laughs> he's chaos enough. No, if he was alive, he would have got his ass kicked years ago and would have just been put in the ground. I mean, he's such an asshole. There are so many parts in this in this movie where he's just talking so much shit to everyone, and you're like, why haven't why hasn't anyone just punched him in the mouth? Well, yeah, but he's he's a genius though, and he's got his ways. I mean, he he has henchmen, but there are other people in this movie. Like, so you see in the trailer where he just berates and belittles a U.S. major in front of his subordinates, in front of everybody. Yeah, no, that that wouldn't happen. And that's extended in the movie too. And he even tries to dunk on James Morrison, Officer Tom, and you're like, why hasn't anyone punched this dude in the mouth yet? <laughs> I mean, he even fucks with his own henchmen, and there are some funny scenes with that, too. <laughs> like, 
it's wild that in a movie like this, the spoilers are his lines and not the action or, or the plot. Yeah. It's just whatever he says. Like, I really don't want to spoil anything about what he does. It's just every time he comes on the screen, the movie feels very different when he's on mm-hmm. and when he's not there. Right. But yeah. Luckily, he gets a healthy amount of screen time, but it's not enough to make it his movie. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. But I, I would love to see a standalone Dr. Robotnik film. Yeah. Just have him just go just day to day, just being an absolute day to day douche. <laughs> I can't I can't <laughs> just just see this movie for him. Yeah, for him alone. Then it's worth I think it's worth the the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Not three D, but you know Yeah, don't 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 waste your money on that, but yeah, just Matinee it. I want to go to my second complaint. Jim Carrey was great, and Sonic was serviceable. His chemistry with James Marsden was serviceable. Um, before I get to my complaint, I want to talk about, this is the second movie where there were more women of color, especially black women, than there were white women. Mm. There was the black vet, and there was her sister played by Natasha Rothwell from Insecure. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows her from that that gif, the growth gif. The growth gif. We gif. Call, call that growth. <laughs> but yeah, she, she was in there and her daughter was in there. There were a couple more women of color who had who didn't have speaking lines, but they were in the background. Right. Do you think the sister kind of played too much into stereotype? Explain more of what you mean by stereotype in this case. Um, just kind of sassy black woman stereotype. I think after a certain point, it was deserved. But in the beginning, it felt like she was just being kind of extra. Like she wanted, she was trying to convince her sister to leave her husband. Hmm. But it wasn't like... Officer Tom was like a bad guy. I mean, he had a job and he was supportive and he was ambitious trying to better his life. It didn't seem like there was, it wasn't like they were struggling. She was just being extra for no reason for me. Yeah. I think, I think in that case, it it can be seen as a kind of written stereotypical lines or, or behavior. I like. I mean, I like her. I liked her in Insecure, but in this movie, it was kind of like Jim Carrey. It was like Jim Carrey was doing whatever he wanted, and it yeah. was like it really added to the film. Yeah. Whereas she was kind of just being the insecure kind of just I'm sassy and just kind of hating character. And it, if you took her out, I wouldn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought they could have written her better, or she, you know, whatever they had for her, they could have written better. And obviously. A lot of what she did was probably improv, so I, you know she could have probably performed or written yeah. for herself better too. Right. But anyway, I want to get to the to the my second big complaint, and I don't know how you feel about this, but the movie is inconsistent about Sonic's speed and his durability. So in the beginning of the movie, he is kind of testing himself against Officer Tom's speedometer, and it says that he's going about three hundred miles per hour. However, later in the movie, it was in the trailer. He He's driving with Officer Tom, and then he wants to go see this rubber band, the, the largest rubber band. 
and zips over there and back and he has souvenirs and obviously that's way faster than 300 miles per hour is it i didn't do the math <laughs> i mean it's no math too but obviously you can't go all the way to this thing get all these souvenirs and check out everything and then be back in his car in one second in one second that's for 300 miles per hour that's 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 silly and he gets knocked out for hours by an explosion but then he runs down a skyscraper at super speed he can't stop himself and hits the cement with no consequence remember that part Mm. it's in the trailer but in the movie he runs down the skyscraper trying to save his boy Uh and he literally just face plants hits a tree and face plants on the on the cement and gets up and starts running some more and i'm like what (laughs) supersonic (laughs) and while this is a kid's animation it's essentially a chase adventure film and sonic is wanted by the government and you know tom their pictures are plastered all over the news there's a scene where they go to a bar and you know it's also in the trailer you know sonic is throwing all these darts or whatever and he's just in some clothes, sunglasses, and a cowboy hat, as if yeah. this is supposed as if this is supposed to fool anyone. I think that if I had one huge complaint about the movie, it would be that, like, you know, I think we can all tell if there is a blue anthropomorphic talking hedgehog with large eyes and you know a cowboy hat. Like, it's just. You could definitely tell it was marketed for kids at that point. Yeah, I mean, he had on the glasses, but even they get knocked off like as soon as the scene starts, and he never recovers them. So he's just big-eyed and just chilling out. And afterwards, they're doing all kind of things in the bar, like line dancing and riding a mechanical bull. Like, if I were in the bar, I'd be like, what the fuck is that blue thing over there? <laughs> like, everyone is way too casual. Did I drink too much? They could have thought they were drunk. No, 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 <laughs> not, not an excuse. No, what? no. You've never seen blue things when you're drunk? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> And then even they, they try to do this little joke where, oh, this is my friend. He has a disease where he's 40 years old, but he's in a little kid's body, and he's wearing a mask today. And you're like, bruh. That ain't no mask. Bruh. I mean, just look at his whole body. Look at his legs, his body. Like, he wasn't even wearing <laughs> his shoes were all. I mean, no, no. That was, I was like, if if the movie doesn't care, why should I care? And Birds of Prey, remember when they were, it went into, fight the ladies with no guns. And you're like, why is this happening? This yeah. makes no sense. If you don't care, I don't care. Yeah. So it's usually at this time where I introduce the writers and director. And this is important. Patrick Casey and Josh Miller. They have written shorts, TV, and TV movies like Team Hot Wheels, The Skills to Thrill. Again, very non-experienced with things like this. The director was Jeff Fowler, who has only done a short animation called Go For Broke, which is about a gopher. You get it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me want to see it, though, because I love puns. (laughs) I love puns and bad jokes. I do, too. I mean, it's, it's short. It's a short film, so that's good. But again, this caliber of directing and writing team it's not going to produce an amazing script 
and it didn't in this yeah. film. And crazy thing is, Tim Miller, the director of the original Deadpool, was an executive producer of this movie. And this movie could have used his talent and and punch up for the action and the the non Jim Carrey comedy. Yeah. This plot was rushed in the beginning and then vanilla for the rest of the time. And Jim Carrey was the chocolate chips that made this a little more enjoyable. Yeah. So for that, I'm going to give it my overall rating. I'm going to give it 3.5 rings out of oh, 5. Gosh, rings. Uh, I think for me, I would give it just 3. Not even 3, maybe. Oh, this is hard. Uh, yeah, I'll give it three rings out of five, but those three rings belong to Jim Carrey. All of them belong to him. I, mm, For me, we've watched three films so far, or at least I have, uh, Bad Boys 3, Birds of Prey, in this film. And even though the first two films are have better production, uh-huh. I had more fun watching this. Mm. And I gave them, I gave those movies three out of, three out of five. Jim Carrey gives gives it a little bump because of just how funny he was. Yeah. And you could and you could YouTube it. You could YouTube his scenes, but I think in the context of the movie, it deserves a watch. Yeah. But not at the theater. Wait until it's like discount day or like, well, what do they have here? The first Wednesday of every month is like foreign culture day. Yeah, something like that. And like tickets are like five bucks. Yeah, right? wait until the tickets are discounted and then see this movie. But seeing as how most of our audiences in America, I would say either wait for a matinee or dollar show. I wasn't going to do a spoiler review for Sonic because it's Sonic, but I really want to talk about what some things that Jim Carrey said and did. So if you want... To mm. see this for yourself, then turn this off and come back in like five minutes. If you don't care, because you're not going to see this movie anyway, stick around because here we go. Oh, God. Three, you really look forward to this. Three, two, one. So Jim Carrey goes to Officer Tom's crib and he starts going off on him. He was saying, I was spitting up formula while you were spitting up formula. Or no, no, he, he said, I've been great since I was four years old. I was spitting up formula while you were spitting up formula. Like, that was a bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a bar. And then he said, I was breastfed. And he's like, way to rub that in my orphan face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, you are, y'all are too much for this movie. Too, it like... Again, when he's in the in the movie, it's totally different when, when he's not when he's not there. <laughs> um what else did he say? It was hilarious. When he uh they were investigating that, that bar brawl, uh-huh. and then as they're walking out, he tries to give him a, a, a high five and he just hits him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you were open. I'm like, dude, you were such a dick. Like, was that ad lib? Like, did he really hit his hit that guy in the throat? And he was like, oh shit, what was that? I, I feel like it was kind of like a Jared Leto thing on on Suicide Squad when it's like, I was just thinking that it like, was like, y'all, he's gonna do shit. Just let him do it. We'll like pay you, compensate you, but, but please just just let him work. Like he was really in character. Yes. Like it was. 
was crazy. It was legit. It was crazy, man. I mean, and, and he was looking at something, and then he, he, he put out the random Japanese. He was like, Omoshiroi. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it reminded me of JoJo. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Dude, he was, oh, man. Um, what, do you, what do you say about, about his wife? He was like, uh, oh, who's your cutie? Or, should I, or what's, what's her name? Or should I call her collateral damage? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, it was funny. Oh man, we gotta talk about uh, that scene at the elevator when they were going t- up to the skyscraper real quick. When he was like, "Time to use the power invested in me." And you said white, white privilege. privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Like, and then, and then, what did he do? Sure enough, he, he used put white privilege. White privilege. Y'all, okay, they so in the in the trailer they have Sonic in this bag. Him and his and his girlfriend are waiting in the elevator to go in this bag or go in this elevator. And he's talking in the bag. I'm like, dude, why are you talking anyway? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But all around him, people are like, yo, is that your child in there? And he's like, no, no, it is. It isn't my child. But you got a child in there? Yeah, but but he likes it in there. And he's like, Sonic's like, no, I don't. And like, literally, no one stops and says, I'm going to call the cops uh-huh. or let me just stop you right now myself. Uh-huh. White privilege. It Legit, it was white privilege. And like, it was funny. But like, seriously though. Yeah. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as he pulled up to the desk and he was like, oh, we have someone who's about to jump or whatever. And, and like his girlfriend looks really uncomfortable. Like, you could tell like, yeah, yeah. They, don't know what the, you know, they don't know what's going on or yeah. whatever. But the woman is like, well, okay, here's your pass anyway, whatever. Well, no, before that, he like pulled out the badge and like, you're from Montana? Yeah. Why are you here? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I, um, and I'm like, if that was a black dude, yeah. he would have got tackled right there. Yeah. The power of white privilege. privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I, I saw that coming. It really is a superpower. Like not just Batman has it. Like no. legit. It's it's a power. Oh man. Oh god. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> that was hilarious. We I want to talk about Jim Carrey's wild ass thing when he he went into his 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 little car and he was he put on on the music. Was it the, the Oh, I love that scene. The, the, the tunes of anarchy and yeah. he's just dancing around. And then he, he put on some weird VR yeah. system where he's like running from the T Rex and then he like the T Rex bites his head off and he's just dancing around. I'm like, who are you doing this for? He did it for us, man. I love that scene. I know, it was awesome. But I'm like, <laughs> in the context of the movie itself, if he did not know we were watching the film, he's a character in his own universe. Who is he doing this for? It like is he recording this himself? Like he's recording this this little show of him dancing. I mean, he was so extra, yeah, for no reason, and I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I really want a sequel with more of him in it. For real, I would I would pay for it. I I would pay to see that sequel. All right, <laughs> Jim Carrey, y'all, watch it for him. Yeah, I'm gonna watch some of his older movies now again. Yeah, what you know what on on that. Topic, what's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Oh. Or comedy? Because, you know, Truman Show is great and Eternal Sunshine is great, but what's your favorite comedy? It's been a while since I've seen any of his comedies. I have seen them, of mm-hmm. course, but I think I have to think about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what do you, what, which one's your favorite? Man, 
Liar Liar was the first R-rated comedy I ever saw when mm-hmm. I was like 12, and it it blew my mind. I love Liar Liar, but Ace Ventura is hilarious. Um, me, myself, and Irene is underrated. Mm. I don't know. It's between those three. Those three, you can't go wrong. Uh, I feel like The Mask is a classic. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first, I think that may have been the first soundtrack I ever bought. Although, I'm I'm looking at a list now just to jog my memory, mm-hmm. and I feel like some people are going to like my choice or not, but I really liked him in The Grinch. Okay. I never saw it. Like the 2000 Grinch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never saw it. I think a lot of people shit on it because, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's The Grinch. It's mm-hmm. not, like, the greatest plot line, mm-hmm. but it's a Christmas movie. It's cute, and Jim Carrey, he really gets into all his characters. He does. Like, I don't think anyone else can play The Grinch besides him in a live action film okay interesting choice i didn't see that coming yeah i haven't seen dumb and dumber which everyone kind of gives me stuff for but Uh, yeah was that good i haven't seen i gotta see it all right cool let us know what your favorite jim carrey comedy is in the comments so that's a review for sonic let us know what you think in the comments are you going to see it did you like it are we on point are we full of it this movie has a budget of about 85 to 95 million dollars. It's projected to make 40 to 45 million dollars. We'll see if it'll go over under. I mean, its only competition is, I can't think of any right now. It's been a pretty, I mean, again, I'm not in America, so there's some films that come out in America that don't come out here. Yeah. But it seems like it doesn't really have any competition right now. Is, is Little Women out in America right now? I know it's out in Korea. It's out here. I think it came out earlier there. Uh-huh. But I could be wrong. I don't know if it came out, if it's if it has a simultaneous release or not. Mm-hmm. But again, they're going for different demographics. Exactly. So yeah. it's not really a problem. I don't think there's any other kids' films that are really fighting for yeah. its space right now. So you know, who knows? It could be okay. We'll see. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, I always want to talk about video games, but there's nothing on the table right now. Because you don't have a Switch, do you? I have been looking at used switches to try to buy, and like they're still really expensive. And I don't want the light because I want to be able to connect to a television. TV. Yeah, you know what? Do you use? Um, we'll talk about it after the show. But there's an app that I use to buy my own switch, and I bought the used switch, a case, Mario Odyssey, Zelda, and Mario Kart for like three thirty. What? Yeah, it was it was awesome. So I'm sure it's even cheaper now. Oh, nice! But you got to get on it because Animal Crossing comes out in March. Mm. Are you gonna buy uh, Final Fantasy VII? No, I was never a Final Fantasy person. Same. Yeah, but I definitely have games that I'm looking at. For me, the big title this year is The Last of Us Part Two. Mm. But you haven't even finished the first one. Yes. You did or you didn't? I did. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. I finished it ages ago, man. Oh, for real? I, I thought you were too scared to do it. No, I I. Uh, I played Spotify while I was going through that whole hotel basement. <laughs> so literally, it's me going around panting and listening to Let It Go. I, I'm not even kidding. You hear clickers in the background, and then you hear Let It Go. Let It Go. So I I made it. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Elsa, thank you. That was an intense part. That would play The Last of Us, y'all. I'm so serious. I know this game has been out since 2013, but there are still people out there who are like, what are people talking about? Play- that is literally one of the best games ever, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 
I will be talking about that until it comes out and even after it comes out. So. Oh, we're going to talk about it when it comes out for sure. Oh, my God. It's going to be amazing. All right. Again, we would love to answer some fan questions. So if you got them, please hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Again, we are Blurred Up. Facebook, B-L-E-R-D-U-P. Instagram, B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. We're also, you can email us at B you at b-l-e-r-d dot com blur.com find us on blur.com our partners great site full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens where can they find you marquita uh you can find me on instagram at k-e-e-t-a-n-i kitani uh, I'm going to try to post more on Instagram and also going to try to start streaming, hopefully sometime soon when I can get some equipment. So. You'll be talking about that, but you know what I'm saying? I'm trying. The streets is waiting. Equipment is expensive, is man. If you want to donate to my cause, then, you know, you can let me know through Instagram. I would love to watch you pant watching. Uh, I would love to. You would you love to watch us. me pant. <laughs> Time. <laughs> I love to watch you play Last of Us panting and listening to Disney tunes. That I sounds... hope you don't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> are you listening to this? My my boyfriend, are you listening to this? Oh, no. You know what? Um, I don't have a segue, but let's give a, a quick shout out to, to Mel, who's celebrating her birthday this week. Happy birthday, Mel. She couldn't make it. She's out, out in... Busan doing her thing, so we, yeah. wish, we, we wish her well and hope she comes back soon. Don't leave me here with Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> I I have nothing now. <laughs> we need you. Yeah, we do. All right, y'all. Take care. Peace. Bye, y'all.